0: The hour,
1: politics. Barry Soper, welcome to the program.
0: Good afternoon, Andrew. Dead duck walking. What's next? Well, um, I'll take you up on the uh, case of the woman as well, because, of course, I've uh, covered the story right from the start. But um, what's up next is that, as I understand it, Labor has agreed for the Speaker to appear before a parliamentary select committee. And that'll occur, as I understand it, at one o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. So uh, he'll have to answer some questions there. And of course, uh, by him changing the rules so that the taxpayer would pick up any settlement that he made uh, with this man and covering lawyers' fees, uh, he could be the author of his own misfortune because uh, the defamation coverage not only covers Trevor Mallard, it covers all the MPs in the House. So what that means is that any MP can come out and say what they like about Trevor Mallard and um, they will have their expenses, if he decides to sue them, uh, covered by the taxpayer. That's the ridiculous situation Mm. we've got into. Mm. Now, just to give you a bit of background, I'll make it brief on the woman who was at the centre of this complaint. He was a col- She was a colleague of the man who was accused of being a rapist. Um, they had lost a piece of equipment at Parliament when they were working together. Uh, they went and fairly, did a fairly exhaustive search uh, trying to find it. When they found it, this is the story that I've seen, and I'm the only one who has seen the results of the inquiry that was made into this. Um, when they found it, Uh, She went to give him a high five. He said I'm a bit old fashioned, according to him, and he gave her a cuddle. She would say he cuddled her from behind. Now she, in the meantime, became more senior to him in a role and was issuing him with instructions that uh, he felt that he couldn't carry out. Uh, So they had a professional falling out two years after the alleged cuddle. She laid the complaint against him. And that that was the complaint that uh, Trevor Mallard picked up and said it was rape. She said he cuddled her from behind. He said he cuddled her from uh, up Mm. front. So, Mm. you know, it was one of those minor things. And Mallard should never have said what he said and he knew it, and he pleaded, pleaded with me not to run the story when I went and interviewed this uh, man that was accused of rape uh, because um, he knew, in my view, that uh, his claim of rape wouldn't stand up, and yep. I told him so. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, exactly, and I'd, I'd read some of that before, and I knew that, and uh, how can he possibly think he can lead this house into a new enlightened age when he's proved himself to be so... Uh, incapable you know and, well, the, and and the prime minister should know that i mean she is a woman and they have a majority of women in their caucus and why aren't they standing up saying look we don't need trevor he's useless
0: if she pleads as she does well-being and kindness there has been yeah. none of that applied to the man at the centre of this he's now very ill, Ill yep. as a result of uh, the uh, accusation that was made against him he's not a well man uh, his life has been destroyed destroyed and that is not well-being nor is it kindness
1: absolutely true right ihu mattel here we go again how many times have we heard rumors that we're just about to hear a solution yeah. what's the latest
0: well i find it incredible it's going to cabinet today apparently Ihumatao, and you may find an announcement at two o'clock from the prime minister today that the taxpayer will be paying out money uh, to buy land there as I understand it and of course I, I haven't had that confirmed because Cabinet is making the decision uh, but if they do that you can imagine it'll open a can of worms, uh, worms and we've got here in Wellington Shelley Bay and our ridiculous Mayor going around there uh, and helping uh, Māori <laughs> disenfranchised Māori to uh, pitch a tent there mm. if this comes through with taxpayer funding then you can imagine it's going to happen all over the country land will be occupied don't worry We'll uh, we'll pay you out. We'll make you happy, and
1: um, we start all over uh, again. Everything exactly. that we started in 1975, you know, with the the Treaty of Waitangi reparations, we start all over again.
0: And there's no there's no coincidence, Andrew, that it's happening today. This is the last time the Prime Minister will have to face the media this year. She's got no more interviews, no more of the set media interviews to come. So today is the last time you'll hear from the Prime Minister until uh, probably mm. around February. It mm. resumes on February the 9th. So, uh, it's, and it's a bit like Trevor Mallard getting sure. all this stuff, he hopes, out of the way so that over the Christmas break, uh, people will forget about it, as they will forget about, sh- they hoping, Ihu Matao mm. and uh, they'll get on with a new year. Well, I'm sorry, people do have memories in this place.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they've got to stop playing... Cheeky buggers, actually. To be honest yeah. with you, because they have such an incredible mandate, if they start doing that, then they run great accusations of, yes. of you know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. Meanwhile, travel bubble announcements. So here's another one that they might be trying to hide <laughs> or whatever.
0: The one to the Cook Islands. Well, I found it incredible that uh, the statement was issued over the weekend. We thought, hello people are going to be able to go and sun themselves in the Cooks over Christmas. Well, no, not at all. Mm. Not until March of next year. And I heard Michael Wood on uh, with Mike Yardley this morning saying, well, you know, why is it taking so long? Why can't you do it now? There's no COVID in the Cooks um, and there's very little COVID here. Um, And he said, well, you know, airlines have to get themselves geared up. Uh, You know, they have to look at staff and stuff like that. Well, hello, three months or four months, almost. They might have the bubble open with the carolina. Barry, Barry, I know we don't run. I
1: I, I know we're not Mike Pirro, and we don't run airlines and all that sort of thing. (laughs) But I would say that if an airline heard that they actually had a specific date they could work to, they'd be quite happy about that.
0: Totally, and um, and it would be before certainly uh, March next year. I'm sure.
1: Now I knew this was going to happen. I saw the ad on TV last night, and this is a cheeky little, funny kind of little ad saying, "Be safe over summer with the old COVID and the and your you know your personal distancing and sneezing into your arm and and yes. you know don't forget everything that we've done over the last eight months." It was a uh, it's a campaign that's cost what was that, one and a half million dollars. Instantly, I went to uh, social media to see people <laughs> claiming once again that they're trying to scare the bejesus out of us.
0: And that cute little boy in the ad, I thought it was fantastic. Mm. It, was so, it was actually a really well made ad, I thought. But no, the thing is, uh, Andrew, I guess, you know, a lot more people will be travelling around the country over the Christmas break. Uh, so they're reissuing the warning. But honestly, do they need to? I think most New Zealanders now... Uh, have certainly uh, shown themselves to be pretty responsible when it comes to COVID and the spread of it. And uh, I don't think people will be taking unnecessary risks. Uh, So, uh, And it was a wonderful setting, of course. And it's all all PR Mm. that uh, Chris Hipkins, the minister in charge of COVID, uh, being filmed at the cricket here in Wellington, the West Indies um, uh, Blackcaps Cricket. Uh, and what a wonderful scene, you know, Mm. anywhere else in the
1: world. But I saw, I saw comments about that, Barry. I saw people going, why is Hipkins trying to ruin a perfectly joyous moment by being a Grinch? (laughs) You know, (laughs) just keep, just keep your politics out of our our, our cricket, you know, to a certain degree. But at the same time, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I agree with you when you say we all know what to do, because I have seen, I think we a a large number of us are very blasé about the threat of of a reinfection, and uh, we are going to be in very close quarters. The holiday camps are going to be full uh, this summer. We're going to be in very close quarters, and I wonder whether there'll be sick people there who don't actually, who don't you know isolate themselves.
0: Well, fortunately, the only thing we can say to that at the moment, Andrew, and let's hope it remains that way, is that we don't have community spread. Uh, and long may that be the case. Good
1: man, Barry Soper. This is my last uh, show this year. I will see you again January 18th, and so I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and thank you for what has been a long and hard year.
0: And uh, you too, Andrew. Uh, It's been great dealing with you, and we'll talk to you next year.